Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gain the Fan podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking Super Bowl 55 once again. Now, this time we'll be recapping the game on Instagram and on Facebook. I asked you all to send in your hottest takes on the game, on the NFL as a whole. And I got some stuff back, so we're going to be discussing some of your takes. You may hear your opinion on this podcast if you send one in. Uh, We're going to be discussing that and just our general thoughts and reactions in a debate style on this podcast. And I'm having Alex Bullens, who you heard talk about the James Harden trade with me a couple episodes ago, and a new guest to the show, Joe Siegel. So we're going to debate Super Bowl 55, some of the hottest takes from it all together. And before they joined me on the podcast, I just wanted to shout out a couple predictions that came in. You know, I got some, some... some hot takes, so to speak, before the Super Bowl. And last week's episode, we did a preview with Oliver, and he was spot on. So I just want to shout out Oliver for not only predicting that the Bucks would win, but also predicting that the under would hit on the Super Bowl for total points scored. It was a defensive first kind of game, as I, I really think the Bucks defense dominated all the way throughout. And and so the under hit on, um, you know, if you were betting over under on the game, total point scored, it went to the under. And then on Instagram, Thomas Perigo predicted the Bucks would win, but off of some shady officiating and that Tom Brady would throw three interceptions. So, you know, Thomas, you were halfway right. Shout out to Thomas to getting the prediction right that the Bucks would win. Brady instead threw three touchdowns, though. So I just want to take a moment and and talk about those. And without further ado, let's get into it. Joe and Alex are going to join me on the podcast. All right. Joe and Alex are in the quote-unquote studio now. We are we're ready to talk Super Bowl 55. How are you guys doing? Doing awesome, yes. Uh, just super glad, super happy to be on uh, for the first time and being ingratiated into the uh, the Gian the Fan Podcast Network is awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be back, Josh, and just uh, just talk football with you guys. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, this will be fun. Last time it was basketball for Alex and I, this time football. Um, I'm curious, how... Did you guys enjoy or not enjoy Super Bowl 55? Well, I'll just be 100% upfront with you. I'm kind of uh, in a... People said the game was not as aesthetically pleasing, but as somebody who bet the under, I was definitely uh, <laughs> you know, very, very happy with the outcome. How could you not be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not be? Yeah, my, my buddy, I was talking about it in, the, in my intro. My buddy Oliver, who was on the podcast last week, bet the same. Bet bucks and the under. And I was like, man, you're living large right now. Yeah. How about how about you, Alex? Yeah, um, just as a more casual fan, I guess it wasn't uh, as entertaining. As, you know, <laughs> it wasn't my favorite Super Bowl, you know. Um, but uh, but I I enjoyed watching it though. As a as a casual fan, I enjoyed watching. It. Okay, that's good. You know, I uh, I it was. I feel like over my lifetime, most of the Super Bowls have been good. Most of them have been entertaining, if not historic. And this one felt a little lackluster because of how many other good Super Bowls there have been. But, you know, it was what it was. We get we get some memes out of it, you know. We got, 
I personally, I got some hot takes out of it, oh, nice. um, and that's what that's what we're gonna talk about next. So, this is un you know football related, but the first one that we got it we got hit it off with is the Super Bowl brings people together. Maybe not this year because of COVID, but typically it brings people together, and that means party food. Mm. And so, I wanted to get. Yeah, I, I got some some people on on social respond with their favorite Super Bowl foods. I got buffalo chicken dip. I got wings. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my buddy uh, Micah was trolling me by saying fruit snacks, but we're just we're, I'm gonna include it just cause uh, sausage balls, Rotel dip. You know, you may agree with some of those. You may have some other options. So I'm gonna toss it to you first, Joe. What what are your thoughts on the greatest Super Bowl party food? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, what my what my Super Bowl party looked like this year? Again, with COVID, uh, we did have. I picked up a Benny's Pizza. So it's a little uh, Virginia oh, Tech there shout out there. Oh, that's spent right. about spent about forty two dollars on a twenty inch pizza. <laughs> so that was mine to buy. We had little uh, blue cheese crumbles with the um, with the chicken wings. So yeah, that was pretty elite. As far as like my takes on the best Super Bowl food. Um, I, you got to go chili. Uh, so it, I'll take a historical in my life. Again, none of you guys know who I am, uh, being first time on here. But uh, the most memorable would be Super Bowl Thirty Eight. So uh, several of my church friends were uh, were over, and uh, my my family friends. He uh, makes a pretty mean chili, and uh, it was my friend is a Panthers fan. So this was the first year they were in the Super Bowl. Oh, yes, right. yeah, <laughs> nice. Since nineteen ninety five, and then uh, you know where this story's going: heavy onions, heavy chili, heavy cheese. He was on the toilet for the whole first half. No. Yeah. <laughs> No. Yeah, so then if you remember, that was the uh, the Janet Jackson uh, wardrobe malfunction Super Bowl, so oh. an historical event, and again, you're watching in your pastor's basement, so just if you could just <laughs> imagine how awkward that was. That's <laughs> so that would be my, uh, chili is the number one for me. Man, I like it. I love the backstory on yes, that one. Yes. Wow. That is a brutal way to yes, spend a Super Bowl. Exactly. Like, you know, your team, just the crescendo of, you know, fandom, and yeah, you missed the whole first half. It's just not good. Oh, no. oh my gosh. Wow. What's the key to chili, Alex? Is undercooked onions? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's the key. Everybody really? gets to know each other in the pot. Wow, interesting. <laughs> a, little, a little Kevin Malone. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, Alex, what, what are your top Super Bowl party foods? Mm, okay. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, the Rotel dip mm. you said there, okay. Josh. Okay. Um, it's easy. Um, you know, you just, uh, three ingredients, brown the sausage, you know, toss it all in the crock pot um you know a couple hours you're good to go um i think it's a it's a easy easy food and also just uh it just tastes great i mean i could literally just eat that for hours um it's so good not that i have you no, know <laughs> you can be honest this yeah. is this is a safe environment <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yeah i'd probably say that's that's probably my favorite um i don't have a elaborate backstory on that <laughs> from my childhood <laughs> But I will say that out of the the ones we talked about, that's probably my favorite right there. Rotel dip is awesome. Yeah. I, I we had it at, at your place, Alex, and it's um, it's very tasty. I will say, my I mean my fa- out of this list, my favorite food is definitely wings. Mm. But like I can eat wings any day of the week, you know. That's not a Super Bowl exclusive thing in my opinion. Buffalo chicken dip is more like. You're probably only eating this on a few occasions. Mm. Super Bowl being one of them. So to me, Buffalo chicken dip, 
I mean, we we made some for this Super Bowl and had leftovers, and I'm not gonna lie, it was gone in about 32 hours. <laughs> it did not did not spend a lot of time in the fridge. Those leftovers. So the, uh, the question the American people want to know: Are you a blue cheese or ranch guy with your wings? With my wings? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, America, I'm a ranch guy. Okay. Uh, definitely, oh, definitely oh, a ranch geez. guy. <laughs> blue cheese. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I'm big on blue cheese. Okay. Yeah, that's my thing. Um, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what the heck? I feel I I'm super shocked. Okay, here's a uh, another wings related. Are you guys a boneless or traditional bone-in? Oh, dear gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, when I go restaurant, I know it may be a little bit white trash, but I go tenders. I like the... Uh, yeah, I, go, I go boneless. I like boneless. I like you know boneless. what? I appreciate that you call them tenders. This is the truth. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. You caught me. You caught me. Yeah. Alex? Uh, yeah, I would say that I, I usually go boneless mm. um, from just a, a standpoint of, of easier to eat. Mm. It and, is easier to eat. Um, especially, you know, you're in a restaurant, you know, just... Uh, you know, maybe you see someone there, you, you don't want to maybe look like you got everything on you and, you, you know, uh, you're wearing the dressing kind of on your face right, kind, right. Of, kind of scenario. So, um, but I, I do have have a real respect for all the guys out there that eat in traditional. Well, that's me, 1,000%. Okay. I got to go traditional, man. There's something about it. It's just fresher. You know, I I can I can sympathize with the with the boneless. You know, if you're on a date or something like that, don't don't go don't go traditional. Like you know, you're trying to make that good impression, not get sauce all over your mouth. You know, I mean, Haley and I have been been dating for almost or dating now married together for almost five years. So at this point, it's just like whatever. I'm I'm gonna wear all the sauce I want. (laughs) I'm in the clear. As a single man, this Valentine's, I'll definitely take note of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay, so yeah, that's our uh, that's our thoughts on Super Bowl food. But let's let's start talking about the game itself and some of some of the questions that that come out of this this game. So obviously, as you all know, the Buccaneers they really just made easy work of the Chiefs in this game. Thirty-one to nine was the final score. Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl. It is. Um, it's kind of crazy to believe that he's been around as long as he has and won seven Super Bowls. That he has more. I was just hearing this today. I I didn't think about it, but Tom Brady has more championships than any other franchise in the NFL. That's nuts. That is like that's insane. Um, and with that being said, you know he's been to ten. He's won seven. Uh, but he doesn't seem like he's retiring any any uh at least not after this one. So this was actually one that that Alex put in. Do we think that this is Tom Brady's last Super Bowl, yes or no? Alex, since it was your question, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Mm-hmm. I actually forgot I sent you this question. <laughs> um, but I'm going to say uh, this all depends on if they can keep this this uh, team together. I think if they can um, you know, overcome that, I feel like that's a big thing after uh, winning championships is you know you can get guys uh, wanting more money, wanting bigger contracts, and then trying to fit all those guys together can sometimes be tough. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think if they can keep a lot of these guys together, um, a lot of the, you know, because they got some big names on this team, especially on the offensive side of the ball, um, I think it's contingent on that. If they can keep a, a lot of this squad together, I think that he has another. I think next year, I think he, they have a real shot coming back. But yeah, um, I wonder. Do you think Gronk's coming back? Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is he? I, I feel like you know two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Gronk was yeah. Gronk was there to play. That's true. I mean, he was retired. He like you know he was retired. Yeah. And then 
Maybe gave him the rest that he needed. Wins a ring. Come back and win with his boy Brady. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I want to say, you know, I want to say yes because I just, if it was in, if I was in that position, I would just, you know, I'd want to retire as a champion right. and just kind of ride off into the sunset. Um, that's, you know, personally me, I, that's what I want to do. Um, but you know, Brady, Brady's built different, man. He's like, he's like, shoot, I could be missing out on five more. Who knows? Joe, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I got to start by saying, you know, I'm 27 years old. Tom Brady's been playing how long over 20 years. Like he's been in my life so long. I've kind of, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I've kind of be honest with you guys. I've kind of grown up being a Brady hater. Uh, just like, you know, he's, you know, better looking than me, more successful than me. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I have a propensity to kind of, you know, downplay his accomplishments, but I am, you know, kind of going to go contrarian on that. And I think, um, just looking at this team, uh, the, the stat that I heard, you know, um, of the three people that scored in the Super Bowl, so Antonio Brown, Gronk, Leonard Fournette, they were not there. They were picked up uh, in, in free agency. And just to think about, you know, this COVID offseason, about there essentially was no offseason. So, you know, just sticking with, I guess, your chili motif, just having them more blend <laughs> blend together more. Uh, you know, one year, uh, I, think, I think there was rustlings that you know, Gronk is going to come back. I think, you know, just with his blocking and he can obviously is such a super um, receiving threat when, when, when called upon. And, you know, this is uh, just looking at the betting markets, just, you know, nine to they're nine and a half to one to win the Super Bowl next year, the Chiefs being five to one. So okay. the second favorite right now. So I think they, um, you know, to think they went nine and seven with Jameis Winston throwing 30 interceptions and then, you know, input Tom Brady, who's a little bit you know, better decision maker with the football. Uh, yeah, I think they could definitely, definitely go back. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's interesting. You bring like to think about him winning or going to another one. And the fact that no one has repeated as champion other than Brady really in the past, in the past 20 years or whatever, right? Like the chiefs made it back to back this year, but obviously couldn't repeat as champions. I think whether it's next year or not, I don't think Brady, unless like some catastrophic happens and he's hurt, which the Buccaneers, or the Buccaneers aren't built uh, with a weak offensive line. They've got, they've made it a priority to protect him. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say no. I, I'm gonna say this was not Brady's last Super Bowl. I don't know if it'll win again. I don't know if it'll be next year. But the odds just seem to be in his favor to, to get back. The NFC is a little weaker right now. I'd be interested to see what happens because I think. There's so much uncertainty around certain quarterbacks in the NFL right now. You know, just last night, Russell Wilson apparently wants out. Like, oh gosh, God. it's 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 crazy. So I, there's a there's a whole wave of possibilities as to what the NFC is going to look like next year because of all the trade rumors out there. But so I kind of I kind of want to know what the what the conference looks like next year before you know I would say definitively but I, I think it's just even if the NFC got a lot better it's still Tom Brady and that's a like like Alex was saying I mean that's a that's a lot of talented players on that team that they were able to pick up this year that's such a great point I think just you got to look locally as far as whether or not they will uh, be able to get back you I think one of the most unsung things about the Patriots run was how incompetent the AFC East was and you look yeah. at you know their conference this year with Carolina is probably going to have a rookie quarterback. Atlanta's going to have a new coach, and you don't know what the situation is in New Orleans with Drew Brees gone. So, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I didn't even think about it within their division. Yeah, that's that's true. Okay, um, this is that th- this next one I got from another Instagram comment coming from Anthony Baldini on Instagram. Uh, who's more to blame for 
to blame slash credit, we'll say, for this Bucks championship, is it the Chiefs offensive line or the Bucks defensive line? Based on what you saw Sunday, what 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 do you think was more important to to the Bucks winning? Um, we'll go to we'll go to I, I'm sorry, we'll go to Joe first on on this one. Yeah, I was pondering this one, and uh, there's a term that's kind of entered our vernacular within the last like decade and a half. Uh, and if there was a term, a tournament for lazy analysis, it's can you get pressure with four? You know, mm-hmm. that's we've been bringing, we've been, uh, you know, had that in our in our life since 2007 with freaking, uh, you know, Michael Strahan, OCU Manier, Matthias Kiwanuka being able to beat, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that 16 uh, 16 and 0 Patriots team. So I got to give it to um, the Bucks D line. I, uh, you know, subscribed to P- uh, Pro Football Focus right after the Super Bowl, so I wanted to have <laughs> a little bit of knowledge. Um, so Eric Fisher, the guy that was out, uh, he is rated 16 out of 79 tackles. So what does that mean? I mean, he's, he's you know, top 32, so he's a, he has a job in the NFL, but he's not he's not Jonathan Ogden. He's not, you know, yeah. a Hall of or he's not, uh, you know, insert Anthony Munoz or anything like that. So, yeah, and just trying to go inside the mental of these defensive linemen. I mean, you got Shaq Barrett. And Dominic and Sue, JPP and Vita Vea, just the psychology of we have two weeks to prepare. We're going to be rested. It's just like you know where we all went to college. That last, that final exam, just go in, let it all hang out, and that's what they did. <laughs> they did. I mean, they went to town. Mm-hmm. They went to town. Alex, what what, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to pick the uh, the opposite here. I'm going to pick the uh, the Chiefs O line. You know? okay. Oh, this is first interesting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I you know I can't blame him, you know with injuries you can't you can't do anything about that you just got to uh-huh. make the best of that situation but uh-huh. it is really unfortunate having uh having some of your starters out on the O line and man just from just from the eye test just watching it man that that pocket just folded like mm. so fast man, on so him so often too yeah like it seemed just like every play he was like running for his life and I mean they did they did have the best guy for the job I mean Mahomes. You know, if, if your game plan is just going to scramble out of the pocket and run and make some circus throw, I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's the, the best guy in the league at doing that. So. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He, some of those throws, we'll get to it later. I've never seen anything like it. Um, I I don't know what to say on this one because I do think you got to credit Tampa for dialing up the pressure the way they did. And like Joe said, pressuring with four is so important. And um, it's hard to... I don't know. It's hard to believe while Eric Fisher being gone was a huge factor. Like you can't lose one of your top, maybe your best linemen and, and be the same team. But also, I think I saw ESPN, they shared a post on Facebook earlier this week that some some stat company out there ran a stat that Mahomes ran more yards pre-throw, like before he threw the ball, than anyone else in Super Bowl history. I think it's Some like 497. I, yeah. like, oh my gosh! Like, like right under 500. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Like he he ran like five football fields on before he threw the football. It it it's wild. I, I there, I think because he I don't know how many times he got sacked, but he didn't get sacked very often. It, he just got hurried and rushed and and kind of thrown thrown or maybe maybe hit mm-hmm. after but he still let go of the ball so like it didn't look like some some quarterbacks that we've seen in Super Bowl history where they just get clobbered in the backfield mm-hmm. because Mahomes is so mobile it probably it probably looked better than it actually was I I mean that that performance was was horrific but yeah to your uh, point yeah the over under was four and a half sacks I believe is what I saw so okay. just to think that he didn't ellipse that because they were in the backfield all the all the yeah, time <laughs> yeah it's it's remarkable so i think i i think i'll give the edge to the bucks d line because i just really think 
as a whole, their defense their defense played a solid, solid game all around. And credit is absolutely uh, due to the to the Bucks defense um, for how well they played Mahomes. I, I I don't know if another defense has played as well against him all season long. So I, I I'll give it to them, but it was <laughs> this is a bad performance from the Chiefs too. Um, that that kind of leads into my next question, uh, which is about you know t- so Tom Brady wins Super Bowl MVP. I'm sure if we if I had told you before the game Bucks win who's winning Super Bowl MVP, I'm sure mm-hmm. most people would say mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Right. But do we think that he deserved? They, was is Tom Brady the most important player to the Bucks win in the Super Bowl? Was he that was he truly the most valuable in the Bucks winning the Super Bowl? Um, Alex, yes or no? Um, I'm gonna say no on this one, Josh. All right, all right. Um, Why? I, I know, just uh, you know, with how the media plays up quarterbacks this day and makes it almost like duels between quarterbacks that there was like almost like zero chance anyone else was gonna win it besides yeah. the the winning quarterback on exactly. either either team. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just looking at what this defense did to the to the Chiefs offense, I mean, like what they're like what the number one offense this year. I mean, looked unstoppable coming through like most of the regular season. Um. And, you know, holding them to no touchdowns the whole game. I mean, I don't think anyone... That's true. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> yeah, anyone no thought... I don't think anyone thought that. Not even, like, you know, probably the most, you know, crazy Bucks fans probably <laughs> didn't think that that would happen from no. their defense. No. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know uh, maybe who won the defensive side of the ball, but, I mean, maybe just that, that whole defense as a whole. I mean, keeping the offense to, like, no touchdowns under mm-hmm. 10 points. I mean, that's that's got to be something... Uh, right there, and I, I think the defense really was was the uh, the stellar part of their their game. Yeah, it. I I would agree with you that the that there were some other standout parts of, of the Buccaneers than just Brady. What um, Joe, what do you what do you say? Do you say Brady deserves MVP or someone else? Yeah, I was looking to see uh, just looking through the past MVPs. It's most valuable player, so there was no coaches. But I feel like you got to give it to like Todd Bowles of that defense. Oh, I mean, God. just to think that like you know what they were running. If you just remember that freaking video game stat line that Tyreek Hill put up thirteen receptions, two sixty nine, and three touchdowns. Unreal. I feel bad if you were playing him in fantasy that week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then like you you essentially like keep everything underneath. You triple. Um, you triple Hill, you're able to uh, kind of keep Kelsey uh, pretty much negated in the middle of the field. So yeah, I would definitely go um, that defense. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to single. Like I'm looking at their defensive stats right now. It's hard to single out one player on the defensive side of the ball that that did the most work. Um, I I agree that... So Brady's stat line was 21 for 29 mm. 201 yards three touchdowns i'm guessing to the voters or to whoever decides super bowl mvp the three touchdowns stuck out Mm. because 201 yards that's like a bears quarterback i mean i can't tell you (laughs) i can tell you how many bears games i've watched where that's the stat line for a bears quarterback just briefly looking through the box score Mm -hmm. i'll propose Mm. devin white linebacker or right linebacker yeah yeah linebacker for the for the buccaneers because he has an interception Mm-hmm. He led the team in tackles. Yeah, uh, two of them were tackles for loss, and I I do feel like the, you know, the defensive line should get some credit, like we just talked about, for mm-hmm. pressuring Mahomes so much. But part of the reason because he didn't have anyone to throw to. Exactly. 
I mean, like, you'd think with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, there would be someone open. But, I mean, he was standing back there for 10 seconds, you know, just scrambling around trying to find someone open. So, yeah, Devin White, I mean, he's young in the league. He was a dog at LSU. Yeah, I mean, just going back to kind of what Alex said, uh, you know, Mahomes' first 53 games, 44-9 as a starter, and all of his losses have been within one possession except for Sunday. Just like that defense was just wow. dialed up. It's just so insane. Yeah. Um, that's a crazy stuff. That is a, I, that's wild. And I didn't I did, I had no idea. Yeah. I even think like I mean listen, I'm not I, I'm not gonna sit here and be like Brady's a bum. He's mm. won he's won seven Super Bowls. But I just don't know if he was MVP. I like I'd even say Leonard Fournette maybe mm-hmm. as like as a as an MVP. Mm-hmm. He was their running game was so instrumental to them winning. Because, like, in that first game that they played, it was a lot. Like, they stalled out almost every drive in the mm-hmm. first half. And it was, like, every drive ended with a Brady incompletion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like I just feel like that uh, there were some maybe more deserving players for MVP. But, you know, it is what it is. That the Ultimately, it was a, it was a team effort. Um, we are gonna we're gonna move to the next question and this kind of you know joe this is actually spurred off of a question you asked mm. before the super bowl to me i remember where you're saying like this might be mahomes biggest game mm-hmm. the most important game of his career mm-hmm. and i am curious do you guys think mahomes will ever surpass tom brady as the greatest of all time because i feel like I, I don't think many people really realistically think that brady's we're ever going to see anything like brady again Mm -hmm. but if there was going to be someone to do it it really feels like patrick mahomes this kid who in three years has accomplished so much um gone to super bowl twice won an mvp won won a super bowl once um and and now he's lost to the guy that he's coming for in the super bowl he's lost to him in the afc championship and he's lost to him in the super bowl uh so Joe, do you think Mahomes can ever, at this point, having lost to him now in the Super Bowl, can ever surpass Brady? So, I mean, just kind of with our with our media nowadays. I mean, we have you know, you know, grown men yelling at the top of their lungs about a you know pickup basketball game that'll never happen. LeBron versus MJ, you know who? Yeah. Like we we have we have people fight legacies, and just frankly, it's it's not fair to Patrick Mahomes. I think. Tom Brady is just built so differently and he was going to stay in in the league for 20 years and who knows if Mahomes will even have interest or, you know in football in 20 years. Mm. I just um yeah, I, I still don't think it's fair to uh to Patrick Mahomes and the just, the answer is no. I don't I don't believe so. I mean just to think what um what Brady was able to navigate as far as beating Breeze again, a shell of his former self and then to beat Aaron Rodgers the MVP and then to go in and beat the quote unquote baby goat um, for the Super Bowl <laughs> and then on the cherry on top is to beat Taylor Heineke uh, you know it's just truly truly an amazing <laughs> accomplishment <laughs> so uh, no the, the long answer the short answer is no I tried to dress it up but no I'm sorry <laughs> no Taylor Heineke got that got that <laughs> yes. bag today he exactly. got he got signed got the two that's year right. extension that's right shout out to Taylor Heineke <laughs> ODU yes. uh, so no we're gonna we're, Joe says no Alex Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably gonna go out and say yes on this. Okay, wow. um, things interesting. What's up? Yeah, and I just feel like the how like the media kind of can frame this question can be a little bit disingenuous, uh-huh. um, as in you know using like 
team accomplishments mm. and crediting those to like mm. an individual player. Um, even even though that individual player may have a lot to contribute to those wins, you know, it, it is at the end of the day a team sport. That's right. And so I think um, if you can frame this question, you know, a little bit better as if like, you know, Mahomes like in his individual accomplishments and his greatness versus Brady. I mean, yeah, he's he's truly a phenomenal player. Um, and I think that, you know, if he can continue being this successful, you know, on this stage for years to come, I mean, yeah, I think he could be in the discussion of greatest, you know, player, greatest quarterback ever um, as far as, you know, number of championships. Mm, right. I don't know if he could ever reach that amount, um, you know, reaching seven. I mean, you, just the longevity of his career and also the ability to have, like, great great teams great great coaches great supporting cast you know and also like you know um just having that over so many years i feel like is is really tough um you know yeah so i would say maybe in individual accomplishments um yeah but i mean if you if you're just judging this based off of how many rings you get then right. I, I don't know if he could he could catch him i guess right yeah that's the beautiful thing about football and it's the, it is the ultimate team game but there is like one play i mean to think that brady won several early super bowls and then he goes on a 10-year drought in which the 10 True. years was his that was his prime and he was throwing 50 touchdowns to randy moss in 2007 you know it takes mario manningham a crazy catch and then like <laughs> you know david tyree the greatest play in history and then, you know, <laughs> then you come in on the other side, you know, against him and Mahomes. I mean, you know, D Ford lines up on sides. You have, you have to believe that, uh, you know, the Chiefs would have won that game and then probably would have, um, you know, beaten the Rams in the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, if Marshawn Lynch, if they put it in his hands, they, you know, Brady does, might not have another one. So, yeah, oh just gosh. such a such a finite, um, yeah, just a beautiful game. But, yeah, there's a lot of the way the ball bounces. is going to be just crazy sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I, you just brought up so many like what if scenarios. Yeah. Like I, I hadn't even thought about some of that because you've got like the, you, know, you got the Marshawn Lynch thing. Mm-hmm. If he if he runs the ball in, Seahawks probably win that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Russell Wilson probably a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You've got the, you've got the the Chiefs D four thing. Mm-hmm. You know, also that same year, the Rams squeaked into the Super Bowl mm-hmm. off of a bogus yeah. pass interference. <laughs> call in the nfc championship game so it easily could have been uh, i think okay decent pats team versus a saints team that was pretty hot at the time like there's a lot of there's a lot of what if scenarios built in that like that everybody's career is i mean like everybody has those moments i mean 28 to 3 I, i'll be honest i went to bed at halftime but yeah <laughs> i didn't even watch the end of that i didn't even know if the pats came back but just like if you know if uh, Shanahan ran the ball, or I don't right. know what that clock management was like, but oh, yeah, gosh. Up freaking Dan Quinn and, <laughs> and Kyle Shanahan, yeah, I I I agree. And you look, I mean, because it, it's worked in favor for Brady a lot of his career, mm-hmm. and it hasn't at some points, like you said, the ten year drought. It hasn't for other guys. Like I think of Aaron Rodgers and five NFC Championship trips and only one Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. how many. How many times the you know Packers fans are gonna say the the ref screwed them over? But there were some like like there was that that NFC Championship game against the Seahawks with the crazy onside kick and um, I just yeah that brings up a lot of what if scenarios to my mind. I I'm curious because you guys really brought up a point um, I kind of want to hit on is is football is such a team sport right and and Brady gets I think Brady gets the same kind of recognition that like a 
uh, Michael Jordan does mm-hmm. or, or LeBron James does, where we talk about him and his impact on the game more than any other, I think, quarterback or, or single player in NFL history. Like NFL Hall of Fame and just the way we recognize players is much different than NBA or basketball or any other sport, really. And I think we talk about Brady like he like he is really on another level to be talked about the way he is and so this is just a have a just a question that came to my mind do do you guys think we you know there are sports media mm-hmm. overemphasizes championships in the sport of football mm-hmm. do you think you think like i mean i i think that brady's the greatest of all time i think that's kind of the unanimous opinion at this point but is the fact of he's been on a dynasty for so long and won so many championships is that like almost overvaluing him at all i'll, I'll toss that to, to to joe first i guess yeah I'll, I'll let i'll let you take that one take that one away yeah so i think there's obviously the uh there's again they've been showing graphics of the two kind of halves of brady's career and essentially both halves would be essentially hall of fame but um with regards to like belichick and um just him being able to like have uh interchangeable parts and stuff like that. I think he was kind of viewed as more as a, as an input, not so much as the playmaker there. Um, you know, who would you want to start a franchise with is like, you know, a question that often gets asked, would you rather start with Brady? Would you rather start with Mahomes? So, um, you know, the Patriot way quote unquote has kind of gotten debunked a little bit considering, you know, the success or lack of success the Patriots have had this year while they've had, you know, several opt outs and stuff. And again, with the COVID year, but, um, no, I don't think it diminishes that in any regard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Alex, what do you think? About the, um, just like the, the media and how, um, they frame like the championship. Yeah. 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 Um, I think they can overplay it a little bit. Um, with like with as far as legacy, I mean, especially like in quarterbacks. I mean, I think it does say something that a quarterback can lead a, a team to a Super Bowl. So I think that that in and of itself can like legitimize a quarterback. You know, that I have been there. I I've, I've done it and I've won. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it really is at the end of the day like it is a team sport. And mm-hmm. if you don't have like somebody in the side of the ball playing defense for you, like right. consistently getting stops, like you know. No matter how good of a quarterback is, I mean, it's almost near impossible to win games. Yeah. So, um, I mean, but I, I do respect, you know, a lot of, of what, you know, Tom Brady uh, has been able to do, um, you know, consistently, you know, winning championships. I mean, um, just, you know, minimizing all of those big errors in, in big-time games, you know. Um, I don't think he had – he didn't have any inter- interceptions in the Super Bowl, right? No, no, no interceptions. Yeah, so, um, I mean, he, uh, I think, I feel like he knows his role, he knows his, his limitations, and he knows what he can do, uh, you know, at this age, you know, he's not going to be running around there like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, I think there is to be something to said about, about um, how many, um, you know, he's won, but I do think it, it can be a little overplayed. Yeah, I, because you think about all the great quarterbacks in NFL history, and mo- and like other than Montana, I mean mm-hmm. they don't even come close mm-hmm. to to what Brady has accomplished in his career. And so, I do, I it's it's some good it's a good reminder because I think this week the you know the focus has absolutely been when he's des- and deservingly so Brady has you know cemented himself as the greatest of all time because of this and 
But I, I think there's a lot more to take into question. And I think with, with the Mahomes thing, can he ever do it? I feel like it's just too early to tell, you know? Like, it, there he's been a starter in the NFL for three years. Yeah. And and he's already gone to the Super Bowl twice. I mean, who knows? He's young, too. I mean, yeah. he's got plenty of years if he wants to play. Yeah. You know, Ex- ahead of him. Exactly. Like, and the Chiefs, they've got him on contract long term. Yeah. I mean, like long term so hey he's gonna be making a lot of money but you know they they're they're they've set up a very nice window for him to win now and the way that his contract is structured and and the pieces that he's surrounded with so i think it's just time time will tell when you talk you know we were talking about it earlier and how you know during brady's run all those years the his division the afc east was just you know a pathetic you know yeah yeah some college teams running out there with them and and it's kind of looking like that a little bit now in in his new division well the afc i feel like as a whole is way stronger than it ever was oh, when yeah. brady was there you know and like that's gonna be a test for Mahomes that i i don't brady you know other than having Peyton manning to go against like every year that uh you know obviously there's other you know the ravens the steelers were very dominant in those years the um uh but i think that mahomes faces a different set of challenges than than brady facing it would be i'll just put it this way it would be very impressive if he's able to do even like close to what to what brady's done in in terms of of making it to the big game and and winning some some trophies um this leads i so i actually want to go you know since we've been talking about brady and his legacy you know, there, uh, Belichick has to be, you know, watching Super Bowl 55, shaking his head. You, you know, it may not be stated overtly, but there's definitely, there, there might not have been bad blood, but I don't think either one of these guys wanted the other one to succeed on the same level without the other person, right? They wanted to prove to the world, like, oh, I'm, I'm actually the reason we won. Maybe that's not what they think, but, and and I absolutely there's a respect for each other there, but I I think they're competitive guys. I think they care about their legacy a lot. Um, and so with that being said, Brady winning the Super Bowl with a new team and the Patriots missing the playoffs this year mm-hmm. does that dampen Bill Belichick's legacy as all? Well? Like do do we think of Bill Belichick differently today than we did after you know six Super Bowls with with Brady? Uh well I'll ask you at first, Alex. Mm-hmm. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I don't think this dampens his legacy at all. I mean, I I think we all understand uh, how great of a coach he is and ability to be able to win, um, you know, over over so many years um, there with the Patriots. I think is a testament to to just how good of a coach he is. I mean, um, I I definitely understand what you're saying. You know, wanting to prove your legitimacy, you know, after you know, kind of the divorce, you know, yeah. per se. Um, <laughs> And I get that, you know, you want to, you want to, um, show the world that like, you know, you were a, a main reason why, why you won. Um, but no, I, I don't think it delegitimizes, um, him at all. I, I think the Patriots will, you know, continue to be a good organization as long as he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also he, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like he also has, um, a few rings as a defensive coordinator as well. Mm. That's a good question. Good stats on that. Yeah, I, I have not done the research there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry everybody so, for not preparing. No, I think, I think he, he might have a. I think he has an additional ring. I mean, he up. 
he wasn't a you know uh, um, if if that's true he wasn't you know the, the head coach so I, I don't know how you kind of weigh rings as a head coach versus you know a coordinator type type situation but um, no I think he's a, he's a phenomenal coach and um, you know if I was uh, wanting to start a franchise I would definitely want um, you know he'd be probably the top three oh absolutely to, yeah what? to helm your franchise I mean yeah there's the resume speaks for itself. I'm seeing that he has eight championships. Oh, oh wow. So, um, I, give me, give, let me, uh, so Tom needs to catch him. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Tom's not even, not even close. Uh, apparently. Um, yeah, let me, give me, give me a second to, uh, to do uh, a little bit of research here. He was a defensive coordinator for, um, was it the, was it the Giants? The Giants, yeah. yeah. So he won two NFL titles as defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. There you go. So he's got eight rings. <laughs> Holy crap, man. Eight, eight over seven. There you go. There you, go. you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Case closed. Total check for the greatest of all time. Over Brady. That's wild. I had no idea. Um, okay, so eight rings aside, Joe, wow. what do you what do you think? Does it delegitimize Belichick at all that Brady's now won without him? Man, I think just in life, it's always uh, it's always good to take the high road. But like in this situation, I don't understand how you could, man. I think um, Ryan Rosillo had Phil Sims on, and uh, Phil Sims they were talking about the, this the lead up to this game, and uh, Phil had a um, an interview with Tom Brady and just kind of a passing comment even before the interview started. You know, Tom came through the door and said. You know, they wait, the way they treat me around here, you, they would think I, you know, I'd never completed a pass before. So that's six Super Bowls. Um, nice. Just to think about how, you know, Belichick kind of systematizes everything. You think, you know, Danny Amendola, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Braxton Berrios, they're all essentially that same mold. Like, it's just very uh, interchangeable parts. And, yeah. you know, Tom probably thought that, you know, Belichick probably thought that Tom was, you know, very disposable. And mm-hmm. so to think you can, you know, come down here or, you know, come to Tampa Bay, Weather's a little bit warmer on your forty-three-year-old body, and you know to win a Super Bowl. He was again very classy, and you know, I'm sure his forty-three-year-old mind thinks differently than my twenty-seven-year-old mind. But I don't understand how that can not be, you know, a little chink in the armor, a little kind of got you for Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what I meant too. Just saying, like, there, I I don't think either one of them, you know, has a lack of respect for the other, but there's definitely some, definitely some some feelings of I got to prove that, you know, I'm worth this, I'm worth X amount, you know, and because Brady wanted that, that contract and the Patriots, the way they build their teams, they're just, they're not ever going to lend out that kind of money, even to (laughs) the greatest, well, Super Bowl champion quarterback of all time. But, um, yeah, I, I think two things, one, you can't take away six rings from a guy and, and, and as good, like, like Joe, you pointed out earlier, Brady's peak for ten years, they never won a championship, mm-hmm. right? And so that means that some of Brady's rings happened before he was in his peak, right? Like when when Belichick had some of the greatest defenses in in NFL history in those early years, and and um and and the way it, the way that they've managed their rosters and their teams, yes, you can you can find pieces to nitpick and Brady definitely has a right to complain on on certain iterations of the Patriots where they haven't had the supporting talent but Belichick is a mastermind of uh so many areas you know that he's a defensive mastermind he he's great at 
just managing a football game. There's so many head coaches out there who have no idea how to how to run clock management or anything like that, and Belichick's a master at it. And um, so his impact on getting them six rings is is you can't take it away just because Brady won a championship this time. The other, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm just. I think a lot of people um, with this COVID thing. I mean, they just imagine like just how many opt outs they had. Eight, yeah. eight players opt yeah. out. I know. I believe two defensive starters. So, just yeah. I think this. I think they'll be re- able to re up. I know they have some draft picks. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're going to get into the free agency game. It's not something they normally do, or right. where they're going to draft a quarterback. But I, you know, I I would imagine that the. Uh, that the Patriots will be back as far as like you know futures betting. I'm sure that's probably there's probably some good value on the Patriots right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure there is too. I I was literally about to say the same thing mm-hmm. is that they had so many starters missing on their defensive uh, on the defensive side of the football this year due to COVID, and you had you know they they rolled the dice with Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it worked out, mm-hmm. but. He's you know, chief, so, I mean, exactly. Again, kind of going back to his disposable, the, the way the Patriots kind of treat people as you know interchangeable. Exactly. That and that's the way they've been running for at least the latter part of the Belichick era. So I, I, I mean, they'll be back. I think. I think this is. It's not like it's not all of a sudden the Bills division. They're yeah, not gonna. Yeah. The Bills aren't going on a run oh, for yeah. twenty years. You know, like mm-hmm. there, there is. Uh, will they be a better? I mean, the the Dolphins obviously have have risen up and. You've got the the Jets, who who knows they might might have a new quarterback behind there next year f- coming from the draft. So, I mean, is it a tougher division now? Yeah, but I, Belichick's so experienced; he's gonna have his guys there next year on defense. You know, I was just thinking about this. You know, they're what whether they get into the free agency thing or not. They mm-hmm. definitely seem like Joe said the interchangeable parts. They don't really like. They don't do a ton of big spending. And I doubt they're going to change that now with the quarterback position. A guy that might be out there, I just just came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Who's to say Bill Belichick doesn't try to swing a trade to bring Jimmy G back in New England? Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I kind of equate it to like uh, somebody who's been married for I guess twenty years, and they get the divorce, they get the you know they get the Corvette, they got to get in the back in the uh-huh. dating game again. Like, yeah, but Belichick has not had to answer a quarterback question in so long. So <laughs> he hasn't, no. yeah, I mean, who the heck knows? Are they going to get in the Deshaun Watson game? Are they going to? trade capital to get up you know get trevor lawrence or um you know justin fields again this is i think they're the most interesting player of the offseason we're gonna see i think so too uh-huh. i would be i mean yeah because there's so much uh, there's so many possibilities out right. there you know there's watson wilson's yeah. now apparently oh. like God, I, gotta maybe, check. I, gotta, I gotta get on twitter it's a very like it's a very new thing and wow. very subtle apparently wow. someone it. it was um it was brandon marshall mm. why uh former wide receiver for the, he played I, he was on the Seahawks for like a day and a half, I feel really? like. But yeah, yeah. But apparently he, he's got inside sources that were saying oh that he's trying to find a polite way to ask out of Seattle. That's the that's the news there. I mean, like, will it happen? I seriously doubt it. But, you know, his name's now being floated out there. Um, but, you know, you've got Watson, obviously the biggest name. Wentz out there. He's being... Um, overvalued by the eagles but you know they're there he's he'll probably be on a new team you never know what other names might get thrown in there whether it's like they could uh lure somebody out of retirement oh, you know, uh, oh. someone who uh retired from the colts recently maybe hey, oh. Oh. Hey. could you imagine <laughs> that would be wild i i don't think you know because there was the what was it like 
three years ago when Josh McDaniels said he was going to be the Colts head coach and then backed out at the last second yeah. to return to the Patriots. Yeah. Could you imagine if Andrew Luck was like, I'm coming back, but it's for New England, <laughs> bro. Andy, Alex, I mean, I would I would truly be heartbroken for you. But yeah. my, my buddy Oliver that was on the podcast last week, another major Colts fan, I think he would have a heart attack. I honestly think he would have a heart attack. You yeah. said though somebody coming out of retirement. I thought you were talking about Eli Manning. The only, oh, the only way you can beat Brady is get Eli oh, Manning. That, that was my first. I didn't know where you were going with that. The other guy is Nick Foles. Oh, oh come maybe. on, yeah. Nick yeah, Foles. Sign all three of them. <laughs> Could you imagine they've got like a dual quarterback system of of uh, Nick Foles and Eli Manning? Might as well just run the single wing or something. <laughs> that would be so wild. They've got they're for... running the Philly special with Eli throwing to Nick Foles against so... Tom Brady in the Super Bowl next year. You heard it here first. Oh. Um, man, that that would be wild. But yeah, I yeah you can't damp and you can't take away from Brady or from Belichick and mm-hmm. he'll 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 be the Patriots will be back. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so to segue off of that, you know, Belichick and Brady, or in the in the Patriots, I mean, for so many years, they, they led their team, their organization a certain way that they didn't overpay players. They tried to find really valuable players in the draft or, or elsewhere on cheap deals and, and plug and play them and, and just coach them up really well, right? That's one way to build a team. Then there's, you know, the Buccaneers this year, who did things completely different, they they pay Tom Brady a large amount of money for a forty three year old quarterback this year, and 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 bet on on him being uh, who who he has been throughout his career, and then they bring in guys who were either retired or you know not extremely favored by their old teams, whether it's a Gronkowski coming out of retirement, Leonard Fournette. Uh, value decreasing on the Jaguars and being able to scoop him up, I think off of waivers, which is crazy. And then Antonio Brown out of the league, uh, looking like a complete head case. No one wants to deal with him. But then, yeah, but then comes and joins the Tom Brady and the Bucks. So the the Bucks did they prove by winning the Super Bowl this this weekend? that you can buy a championship because we started to see a few other teams kind of go go about it this way trading draft picks for players a la the the rams they've been doing that a lot recently i don't think they have a first round pick in like the next 10 years (laughs) we'll all have kids before the the rams have a first round draft pick so um so joe i'll i'll throw it to you do you think that the bucks proved that you can win a championship by going out and and buying a bunch of guys off free agency and, instead of uh, you know the the plug and play Patriots kind of system or or even like a draft through the draft system where it's all homegrown talent. Yeah, so I'm gonna um, kind of meander around this question a little bit, and I will get to it. Like, do I think that you know free agency can buy you a championship? If you look at like these these micro on a micro level, uh, just thinking that like Gronkowski. Probably was not going to come back unless I think he said that unless he plays with Tom Brady and you just mentioned Leonard Fournette he was essentially cold product in yeah. uh, in Jacksonville nobody really wanted him um, and then Antonio Brown I think I don't know if it was a contrived or a conspiracy but I, I like you always had to kind of know that um, Antonio Brown was eventually going to get with Tom Brady just with their brief time on the Patriots before everything hit the fan there mm-hmm. um, I just 
again, I'm not a, not a financial advisor by any means, but the um, the concept of like finding like an undervalued stock that's the name of the game, you know, something with growth potential. I think this whole championship thing is kind of just the smartness of Tom Brady being able to see this nine and seven team with Jameis Winston throwing thirty interceptions, and again, them still being being able to win nine, go nine and seven. He thinks. You know, if I can perform better than that, this is a Super Bowl team just looking around talent-wise with that defense. So I think it, I, I just give more credit to just Tom Brady with, you know, the, the kind of his his player empowerment, if you will, being able to, say, pick the right situation. Um, I don't know what other teams were in. I, I think the rumor was there was only two, um, so the Bucks and um, maybe the Chargers. But, yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of you can't fault a lot of teams if they had their – quarterback of the future not wanting to pay a 43 year old but again just kind of giving props to Tom Brady for finding that undervalued asset of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah yeah I they because there is I I agree that um there's a difference between the way the Bucks bought you know the the players that they did this Mm -hmm. not bought them but you know they there's a difference between that and you know what I mentioned the Rams before. Yeah. They they've paid a pretty hefty price for <laughs> for their players. The the Bucks didn't they didn't mm-hmm. do the same thing. But um, Alex, what do you think? Do you think this is a new wave uh, that we might see? Like, are, are is this uh, have have the Buccaneers proved a new way to win? Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna agree with Joe a little bit on this. I mean, I don't think the Buccaneers were you know like just this trash team last year, and then they bought all these guys and instantly became you know like champions. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. They had, you know, a, a solid team despite Jameis Winston, like, give, literally just giving the ball over to the other team. <laughs> um, so I definitely think it was, you know, a smart move on, on his part to see that, you know, that he could he could perform better with uh, with this team. Um, but I think, uh, you know, they, they did have a lot of those guys, especially on the offensive side of the ball, signed in free agency and that... Um, you know, I think a lot of that had to do with Tom Brady going there too, and all of those guys trusting yeah. him and yeah. knowing uh, what he brought to the table. So it kind of gives me vibes of kind of some of these NBA teams, you know, mm-hmm. um, where it seems like some of these veterans will like take you know veteran minimum contracts and be on these these teams that they think are gonna go really far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, like you'll see guys like do that with like the Lakers or like maybe like Golden State over a few years ago. You you see these like you know, players take these really low contracts to get on these really good teams. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of reminded me of that where it seemed like some guys knew that or Mm -hmm. felt like this team was going to be really well good. So they wanted to kind of like jump on the the bandwagon per se, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think as as far as like buying, you know, buying your team, I think think it's a lot harder to do in the NFL just because you have so many guys, you know, contributing. You have to have so many players Mm -hmm. um, that contribute to the game. I think it's, it'd be, really hard and um it's i feel like it's gonna be really tough to do um so um i'm gonna kind of agree with joe on this it, so i don't know what do you, what do you think i know that's a really good analogy you make of the mm-hmm. this this being more like an nba situation yeah. where you pull a guy off waivers you know uh the marcus cousins decides to sign for the yeah. the vet minimum for with the warriors you know what i mean like not a vet minimum guy. no no not at all not at all um yeah i mean that that's the I think that's kind of the big macro story. That's the most interesting aspect of, for years, Brady was this, you know, to use a military term, I think there's a lot of, you know, military subtleties in, in football. Just he's, you know, a good soldier. He takes a pay cut to, you know, help the team, takes a pay cut, takes a pay cut. Then he, you know, probably sees LeBron, you know, doing what he's yeah. doing. Uh, these guys, you know, making moves, getting out when they want to. And, 
you know, by all accounts, I'm waiting for that tell-all book. I cannot wait till the Patriots, you know, how the heck they did it for 20 years. Yeah. But by all accounts, I mean, you're successful, but I, I just, by all accounts, I don't think it's a, that fun of a place to be. You know, the weather, the weather's <laughs> no. not great. You're winning, but yeah. I think it's a very regimented. So, you know, to be able to go down to, you know, a Bruce Arians by, you know, probably not the caliber of coaches Belichick, but, um, you know, definitely you could tell he loves his players. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, Tom Brady, uh, I think that that player moving, people, you know, wanted to have fun. I think Gronk, again, wasn't going to come back unless it was with Tom and not with the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. You've seen more players leave New England mm-hmm. with that same kind of sentiment lately. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brady being the biggest one. Um, but uh, other guys have done it too. I think I think it's interesting just on a bigger meta narrative that the NBA or the NFL is becoming much more like the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you, whether it's the Bucks building their team the way they did, mm-hmm. or it's the fact that we've got you know three or four franchise quarterbacks who want to be moved this mm-hmm. offseason, which has never happened before. That you've seen like Matt Stafford being traded, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. I think eventually, whether it's this year or next, going to be traded. Like that would never have happened just five years ago. Like. If you've got a quarterback, you hold on to him mm-hmm. and you do whatever you can to build the the town around him. I think it's very telling that, you know, some of these star players are starting to look at their NBA counterparts and you say, "Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson's looking at James Harden being like, "Hey, you you just sat on the bench and gained a bunch of weight and yeah. cried your way out of Houston and <laughs> and now you're on a championship caliber team. I want I want in on that." So, um, yeah, I I think that's that's the direction the league's going. I don't know what it's going to mean for the NFL because I think uh I think there are more stakes on, you know, selling all your picks for a franchise guy to win a championship. There's more stakes on that in the NFL than there is in the NBA. It's mm-hmm. it could be uh, you know, dismantling for for an organization for a franchise. Mm-hmm. Um those those are kind of, you know, that was kind of the last big football related question um i will we'll throw one more in there from uh the based on based on Mahomes. so like he had some of the most wild throws <laughs> yes. i have ever seen in my life like yes. do i i saw this um this video on insta the other day where it was just this guy in his backyard and just had had his buddies chasing him around with the helmet on and Mahomes jersey, and he's like doing cartwheels and backflips, throwing the ball, and it's like, yeah, that that's what was happening. So, can we call the throws Mahomes made some of the greatest in NFL and Super Bowl history, even if they weren't complete, even if they were dropped? Because I I'm just like, could you imagine if some of those were caught? Like we we'd be talking about them for the next, you know, at least for the for the next year. Um, I I. I'll segue off of that with this. Uh, I didn't. I didn't write this down, but what are? Do you guys have like a throw that comes to mind mm-hmm. as like, what's the best throw you've seen in a Super Bowl or one or just you know a couple? Because I I think some of these ones that Mahomes like if if a, if his receivers had caught some of the throws he made, we'd be we'd be seeing them on highlight reels for for years to come. I mean, for me the the first one that that comes to mind is the david tyree catch i mean i don't i don't I mean, think it be, uh, I, I don't think that it gets much better than that but do you have any other you know sleepers yes yeah, so um 
that Jermaine curse catch, if you recall, the Patriots uh, Seahawks Super Bowl to get them down. Oh, uh, that, yes. that 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 play is forgotten because of the interception. But yeah, that the way he bobbled that and just the 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 momentum swings of oh my gosh, they're right there. You think that they're gonna, um, yeah, that you think that they're gonna score with that, and then that interception kind of you know takes the luster out of that throw. Um, to echo that kind of Eli Manning sentiment, that that dime that he put on Mario Manningham was just absolutely amazing. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Incredible. So, yeah. Best the curse. Like the uh, Jermaine curse one is the most underrated in my opinion. I forgot about that. You're right. Because bobbled. because they didn't run Marshawn Lynch, we don't ever yes, see it yeah. anymore. Yeah, it like bounced off of the Patriots guy. and then, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Alex, do you have any? Um... Let me think. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great one, Joe. Yes. The Jermaine Kirsten. Yeah, it just it's just funny because, like you said, it just gets overlooked because of what happened afterwards. It was so shockingly and so noteworthy that you just kind of forget how it even like came up. Um, now, nah, um, those two. I mean, those those are really big ones. I'd probably say maybe uh, just the Philly special. Philly, Philly special. special. Oh, then the San Dude, San Antonio Holmes catch. Uh, yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. I was think I was gonna say San Antonio Holmes. Steelers Cardinals toe drag swag in the back corner. I mean, like it literally, it does not get more yes. pin perfect. Like you, you couldn't have thrown it an inch off a of course, yes. and it, and it's not a touchdown. Yes. And, and with the game on the line, that's the crazy thing. In that same game, uh, what gets glossed over is that Larry Fitzgerald took like a slant to yes. the slant to the crib. To the house. <laughs> yeah, he just made Polamalu look like he was like in mud. It was insane. <laughs> Yeah, that one that that game was so crazy. Was it was a great that that might be one of the you know top all five in in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's a good one. Um, okay, this one is just is just chaos. Um, my my wife Haley submitted this one in. Uh, should Super Bowl hand out tickets through a lottery system? So so instead of you, you know, instead of <laughs> instead of paying thousands and thousands of dollars for Super Bowl tickets, right? Like it's the elite of the elite of the world that yeah. that are going to the Super Bowl. Instead, you can opt you can opt in like a like a lottery system, mm. Mm. and it's just it's just like playing the Powerball or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how the Super Bowl hands out tickets to their fans. Is you you just buy all the lottery tickets you want and see if it happens. Mm. What I what kind of world would that create? <laughs> yeah, I think that's an interesting question because it's almost like a status symbol to be like, oh, I went to the Super Bowl, you know, because right. it's like so much money. Um, but I mean, I'm glad that this year, I think I heard that a lot of like healthcare workers mm-hmm. um, actually were given tickets to go. And I really do um, think that's that's an awesome thing that, that they did that because I don't think, you know, an average Joe person... Um, really could afford to go to this game. No, no, um, unless it's your your life savings. Yeah, (laughs) I think it would be a cool thing. Um, I feel like, you know, more average fans, you know, fans that go to regular season games could, you know, go more often. And I think it maybe could be a cool way for maybe the league to donate some of that money to, like, to good good causes or to charity or something like that, you know, money that they would make from the lottery or something, you know. Uh, I think it could be, like, you know, spun into maybe a, a good thing that the yeah. league could do possibly so interesting i think it, it could it's a uh, has potential i think in my opinion so i like that
Yeah, the uh, I'm reading a book about uh, high end whiskey, and I think uh, the Virginia ABC uh, they do a lot of uh, these state run lotteries, and again, like these these very rare uh, rare whiskeys you can't get your hands on unless it's through the lottery. So uh-huh. yeah, that's interesting. I don't I never really thought about it. I think uh, I know there with COVID, COVID kind of ruined some stuff. I know there were people that had been going to the Super Bowl every year since it's since it's the beginning, and I think a lot of them weren't oh able to God. do that. So yeah, with I think they're 80 years old, probably high risk. <laughs> so uh, you know, I. I I didn't know we were going to do a philosophical debate tonight, so that, that, that is interesting, but... Uh, instead, I mean, we, instead, we got a streaker. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that guy bet on himself. Did you see that? I did, yeah. yes. It's man, a heady play. It's a heady that's play. How, yeah, that's how you do it, folks. God, that guy's living in the future, man. He is. He is. We're living, we're living in the past. $1,000 sure. bail. Yeah, then you want 350k, 375k. So. Oh, good <laughs> lord. Man. Okay, last question. Uh, we had a. What did you guys think of the halftime show? For first off, was it was it good, bad, meh? Yeah, I'm not super crazy about the weekend. Um, I thought it was weird that they didn't have a feature. Um, so, yes, they usually mm. always have somebody like guest no appearance, surprise, like yes. surprise comes or you know something like that. Um, but they didn't have a feature, so I thought that was um, underwhelming. That was weird. Yeah, um, it definitely wasn't my favorite um, halftime, but I, I mean. I don't know. I was meh about it, I guess. I didn't hate it, you know, so. Um, but I, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't my favorite, so. Yeah, I got to uh, I gotta go uh, against Alex. So The weekend, okay. it came out, the trilogy, The House of Balloons, that came out in 2011. That's kind of my coming of age. That was, yeah. uh, I just remember the first time I put that CD in, you know, high for this. Uh, what you need, House of Balloons. Like, yeah, my brothers, if they're listening to this, they know how uh, how much we bonded over the that album. Uh, I think a lot of that had to do with Jay Z. I think Jay Z's getting these big names. I mean, just reading here, the weekend got, I believe, seven million dollars, or maybe he put put in seven million dollars to like the. Yeah, he got paid a crazy amount. Wow. Uh, yeah. So. Oh my god. Yeah, you don't need features when you got hits, man. You got all right. these hits, you That's don't need right. features. Dang, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I. I love it. I really. I, I. I mean, I love your take. I. Um, I like the you know the history behind it. The fact that you had a CD. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, that's that's, that's all. I love the weekend. Okay. I felt like, in my answer somewhere in the middle. I felt like the beginning was hot. Mm-hmm. It was like came out strong yeah. with the choir, right? I we got a bunch of memes out of the whole light sequence and <laughs> and that was fun to watch. Those were good. I feel like it was all like everything on the stage was 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 really cool and the, it sounded great with the choir. But the field, once he got on the field, I was like kind of losing interest. Mm-hmm. But I love the week. I I will say I was disappointed we didn't get a feature either. We were ta- we were talking about could you imagine if uh, you know all the dancers out there are in masks and all of a sudden Kanye just rips oh, off a mask yeah. and he's he's on he's in the middle of the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, okay, so you know thinking about this made me think. Who would you pick for your ideal Super Bowl performance? It could be one person. It could be a band. It could be a random collection of artists. Um, Alex, I'm going to ask you first. Who who would you pick for your ideal Super Bowl, if you have one? Mm. Super Bowl halftime. Okay, Josh. Um, yeah, this is a good question. Um, you know, um, when I thought about this, you know, I instantly had someone uh, come to my mind. And, <laughs> yeah. you know... I might, you know, sound contradictory going back, you know, I really wanted a feature, you know, for yeah. this year, but but I don't think this person would need a feature um, at all. Um, I think this person's one of the best entertainers of our lifetime, uh, hasn't hasn't performed the Super Bowl yet, 
Um, some people may think she's like toxic or you oh. know, a circus, but <laughs> no. I think um, I think Britney Spears. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. No features. Down, no features. She would do amazing. Mm. Um, the people would love her. I mean, we'd have all these classics in here. Um, hashtag free Britney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, I think she's, there's some other things that need to be figured out in her yeah. life first. But Britney Spears, I think she would uh, she would do an amazing job. And uh, wow. I would watch that. Solid pick. Yeah. Solid pick. Joe? Yeah, so whatever the equivalent is of like a basic white girl, uh, that's kind of me with my music. I uh, I would probably just go fanboy. I'm a big Drake fan, so if we could go Drake, if we could go The Weeknd, essentially <laughs> essentially make it an OVO fest. Uh, yes, I know that's like pro- that's like that's a pretty probably popular take, but uh, that, that's what would be my one. Maybe Future. Yeah, definitely get Future, future out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. oh, man. Man, Joe, you took my pick. Oh, I, I was going to say... I almost feel like it's an inevitable. Yeah. Like that Drake has to host the ha- the halftime show, right? Like I I understand rap has never been something that the Super Bowl mm. would showcase. Mm. The weekend's kind of in like he's not a rapper. He's, he's it's more like it's more R and B or pop. Honestly, it's definitely more pop. Mm. But Drake would kind of slides into that pop rap lane. Mm-hmm. Appeals to a larger audience, I think. Because I mean, yeah. yeah, I saw today. He's the um he's the only person to ever hit or at least the first one to hit 50 billion streams on Spotify. Wow. Drake's Drake's out here running things, man. Yeah. So I I will say to make mine a little different, mm-hmm. let's put Drake out there to run the Super Bowl halftime show, but we don't tell him that secretly Pusha T oh. is is waiting behind the door. Wow! And he's got more diss tracks ready wow. for Drake, and so in the middle of the performance. Pusha T walks out wow. and starts, you know, you're hiding a child, and oh, then gosh. and then gets gets back into the diss tracks, and then we have a rap battle for the Super Bowl halftime show. That's that's my proposition. You can leave, you can know uh, what's the saying? You can they can take you out of the seven five seven. They can't take the seven five seven out of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how I was raised. Hey man, that's uh that's how we grew up. Um, <laughs> that um that's my proposition. But. Not as good as Britney. Yeah. yeah. Like Stick to your guns, man. Yeah. We might see it. We might see it. Who knows? We might uh we might also see an Eli Manning Nick Foles duo That's in the right. Super Bowl That's one day. Right. One can one can dream. Heard it here first. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the questions that I have. You guys have any other hot takes to, to present? If not, we I don't, but yeah, thank you so much for letting me be a part of this and uh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate being in the studio with you guys. It's fun. Um, hot take. Uh, Game the Fan podcast is going to take off this year. Oh, oh, oh yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Stocks rising like GameStop. Yeah. Just, just, just wait for it, folks. <laughs> well, guys, I appreciate you joining. This has been an absolute blast. Um, let me know your thoughts and opinions on our um, hot takes, or or maybe you think they're lukewarm. I don't know. Let, it, let me know. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and follow on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you all for listening.